Hi there, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 141. And today, I want to talk about those times when our kids might be in between interests. Yes, those times when our kids don't seem particularly interested in anything. They're not gripped by a passion. And the reason I'm going to be speaking about this topic today is because you might remember from last week's episode that I asked a question on Instagram. Are there any topics that people would like me to talk about? And somebody did stop by and said... Have your kids ever been between interests? And so today I'm going to answer that question. I've actually talked about this topic before, but it was a long time ago. I think it was episode four. Yes, right back at the beginning of my podcasting adventure. The podcast is called Exciting Times, Slow Times and Unschool Holidays. And in that particular episode, I was talking about my daughter, Charlotte. I think also I have spoken about times when I have lost my excitement for learning. Yes, it happens to everybody. So instead of repeating what I said in episode four, what I'm going to do today is share with you a couple of blog posts. And they're about Sophie, my daughter Sophie, who is now 17. She was probably about 14 at the time of these blog stories. And then after I have read the stories, I am sure that there will be a few points that I want to talk about. But on to the stories first. When excitement for learning appears to disappear. It's very exciting watching a child who is gripped by a passion. But what about those times when interest in learning seems to disappear. I like to get up early. I leave my bed while everyone else is sleeping, feel my way out of our darkened bedroom, fall over the three hungry cats gathered hopefully at my door, and head to the kitchen to fill the kettle. Animals fed, a mug of tea in my hand, I settle on the family room sofa to read or pray or just check the mail. That's what I did this morning. Half an hour into my quiet time, my daughter Sophie appeared. We sat side by side, rubbing cats' chins as we chatted. You seemed a bit out of sorts this week, I observed. Not your usual cheery self. I feel like I'm drifting. I know how Sophie feels. I've been feeling the same way. I move from one unsatisfying thing to the other. I wonder what I'm supposed to be doing. Where's all my excitement gone? I could worry about being stuck in this stagnant state, but I've come to the conclusion that quiet times are a normal part of life. It's probably unrealistic to expect to fly through every day in a constant state of excitement. Think how tiring that would be. And maybe important work is going on during these seemingly unproductive times. Subconsciously, of course. Who knows what is brewing deep within us while all seems quiet on the surface. I have noticed that quiet times never last forever. 
One day I wake up and instantly know things have changed. A wonderful new idea will be floating through my mind. I feel full of energy. Before I know it, I'll be chasing knowledge, working on a new project, feeling excited about life once more. What do you feel like doing? I asked Sophie. I can't think of anything I really want to do. I could have said, there's plenty of interesting things you could be doing. Choose something. Don't waste your time. But is that necessary? I think Sophie will find her own way to her next interesting thing without me pressuring her. She probably needs space to rest and read and do nothing in particular. Of course, I could still make a suggestion or two, do some strewing, offer her some new ideas to think about. Something might spark her imagination, set her flying off again on new adventures. Now the weather is cool, we could go on some more bushworks, I said. I've been meaning to get the wildflower identification book out. I'd like to know the names of a few more flowers. What do you think? We agreed that an outing would be very enjoyable. Get outside and enjoy nature. Take our cameras and capture some photos. Have a picnic. It sounds just what we need. Perhaps children, like mothers, need quiet times. Life doesn't always have to be full on. School schedules might suggest learning happens at a constant rate. But I bet it doesn't. I'm talking about the visible kind of learning because, of course, we never quite know what's going on inside a person. We can never measure all that is being processed unobserved. Do you know what I'm going to do now? I'm off to find that wildflower book, and perhaps I'll take a game or two down from the shelf. We have some CDs we haven't played for a while, and maybe I could strew a painting on the wall. P.S. I've just remembered it wasn't so long ago that my 17-year-old daughter Charlotte was drifting through her days, feeling uninspired. I spoke about that in my podcast, Exciting Times, Slow Times, and Unschool Holidays. But today, Charlotte's eyes are alight with excitement as she thinks about starting her first university unit. She has found a Bachelor of Arts degree she wants to do. I might write or speak about that in another post. Yes, I wonder if learning happens best in waves. We have a period where we're really excited about something. We work hard and then we have a quiet time. Maybe we process what we've been learning subconsciously. Maybe we're looking for new ideas. Maybe we just need a rest. And then one day, learning takes off again. Our excitement returns. And once again, we're off on a big unschooling adventure. Parents as well as children. At the end of that blog star, I mentioned my daughter Charlotte, who was 17 at the time. She'd had quite a long, quiet time. And I might have been tempted to worry about it, because she was thinking about the next stage of her unschooling life. Did she want to apply to university? If so, what does she want to study? 
She had no ideas at the time. All she knew was that her passion of chemistry had come to an end. She knew she didn't want to go on to university and do a Bachelor of Science degree. She had other interests at the time, but nothing really grabbed her. She didn't have anything big that she wanted to go on and study. Well, Charlotte has almost finished her university degree. What did she decide to study? She has done a Bachelor of Arts degree majoring in digital design. If you would like to know more about that story, as I said, you can find Charlotte's story in episode 4. I won't repeat it all today because what I'm going to do now is conclude Sophie's story. Well, I say conclude Sophie's story, but as I said, learning goes up and down like a wave. Yes, I'm sure Sophie's going to have more quiet times and more exciting and busy times, followed by more quiet times. Yes, that's just the way learning happens. Now, the next story has a very positive title, Regaining Her Enthusiasm for Learning. My daughter Sophie felt like she was just drifting along. She'd lost her enthusiasm for learning. Do you remember how I wrote about this not so long ago? Well, I'm happy to report she's back on track. On Saturday morning, Sophie and I went to town together for some mother-daughter time. After we'd done a little shopping, I said, Would you like to have morning tea in a cafe? Shall we go somewhere where they serve tea in teapots? A waitress delivered our order to our table. Two white teapots of English breakfast tea, two white and lemon china cups resting on matching saucers, and a plate piled high with apple crumble and a mountain of cream. We smiled. As Sophie tipped a steaming stream of tea into her cup, words burst from her. I love my life. Because we're having morning tea together, I asked. It's not just that, it's everything. Life is full of interesting things to do. You're not drifting along now, I asked. Oh no. So what have you been enjoying doing? I've been redesigning my blogs and doing those HTML coding lessons. I've been cooking and sewing. I've reorganized my bedroom so I can find all my writing and craft things. I've written some notes for a new novel. I can't wait until next month when Camp NaNoWriMo starts. Then there's drawing. I've been learning how to draw realistic people. I enjoyed those history videos. And I've been exercising. So you're back on track. Sophie's whole face was aglow. Oh, yes. So how did you get your enthusiasm back, I asked. Well, I got fed up of feeling bored and decided to do something about it. You didn't need me to push you along. Sophie sipped her tea and then said, No, when I was ready, I found all sorts of new things to do. Yes, I didn't need to get anxious. All I had to do was be patient and give Sophie enough time to rediscover her enthusiasm by herself. Of course, that doesn't mean I did nothing to help her. Oh no, while I was waiting, I did some strewing. I kept my eyes open for things that might tempt her. I shared my own interests and activities. 
but I didn't apply any pressure. After I had written my blog post, Preparing Our Kids for an Unknown Future, Can We Do It?, I said, Hey Sophie, I found lots of Jane Fonda exercise workouts on YouTube. I wonder what other exercise videos are available. When she was ready, Sophie searched YouTube and found the Fitness Blender channel. On the days we haven't gone running, she's been star jumping and stretching and using hand weights. She's been exercising even on days when the rest of us have decided to rest. After I'd bought a new template for this blog, I said, Hey Sophie, what do you think of this design? Then I added, There are loads of other blog templates available. When she was ready, Sophie googled free blogger templates. Soon she was knee-deep in HTML codes as she redesigned her own blog. Hey Sophie, I said, do you remember those Code Academy HTML coding lessons we were doing a while ago? When she was ready, Sophie signed into her account and once more began learning about HTML. I'd love to write the code for a blog template of my own, wouldn't you, she asked. I would. I hunted out a few books with patterns for attractive sewing projects. If you'd like to set up my sewing machine on your desk in your room. I bought a few extra ingredients and placed them in the pantry. I've put some new recipes in the Evernote planning notebook. I've also put some history and science links in the notebook. If you'd like me to drive you to town so you can buy some new notebooks. I found some interesting drawing videos on YouTube. I'd like to tell you Sophie followed my good example after I said, Hey Sophie, come and look at my reorganized room. I've sorted out all my writing and art stuff. Now I can find everything easily. But that wouldn't be true. My room is a mess. That idea was entirely her own. Yes, it is very exciting when a child is gripped by a passion. I love watching my kids involved in their passions. As I've said many, many times, when our kids are involved with their passions, I am sure that something extra appears in them. It's as if they come alive. But sadly, passions don't always last, or a passion will last, but an interest in that passion will wax and wane. I know this from writing. I am definitely passionate about writing. I cannot imagine a life without writing. But that doesn't mean to say that there aren't times when I hate writing. When I want to go and do something else. When I'm fed up of trying to find the right words. When maybe I have overdosed on writing. Maybe I need some new ideas. And so it's good to stop writing for a while. Or do some less pressured type of writing. Just write to a friend, maybe in an email. Leave serious writing alone for a while. Go out and do some more running. Do other things. Sometimes it can feel like my passion for writing will never return. But I know from experience that it will. But that doesn't stop me thinking that it won't return. So when I'm in one of these periods, 
I feel a little lost, and it doesn't matter how hard I try to regain my enthusiasm for writing, I can't do it by forcing it. But sometimes, when I'm doing other things, I pick up new ideas which I can apply to writing. I might think that's a great idea. I might take that one from this area, combine it with another idea that I picked up the other day, put the two ideas together, and I could write something about that. Yes, I see the possibilities again, and I can't stop myself from rushing to my computer and start writing. And I think maybe it's the same with our kids. Sophie said in that story that the way she got back on track was she got fed up of being bored. And I also know that feeling when you're drifting along through the day, thinking I really want to get involved with something, but what is it? But even being bored doesn't mean you sit there and stare at the wall. We might read some books, watch some movies, listen to some music, just browse the internet until our excitement returns. Because it is so exciting, watching a child gripped by a passion, it can be very difficult when a child is in one of her quiet periods. We can be tempted to worry. Will they ever feel excited about anything ever again? Which is a very silly thought, isn't it? Can you imagine going through life and never feeling excited about anything ever again? Maybe time just seems to go slower when we're waiting for something, when we're waiting for our own excitement to return, when we're waiting for it to return for our children. But we just have to trust. Be patient. Yes, trust. It's easy to trust when things are going well, but we have to trust also when things don't look so good. That's what trust is all about. I mentioned another blog post in that story, preparing our kids for an unknown future. Can we do it? Some of my blog posts don't translate perfectly to podcasting, but I didn't want to interrupt the story to explain that. In that blog post, I was describing how, when I was a lot younger, I had some Jane Fonda workouts on cassette. Of course, later on, Jane Fonda's workouts were on DVDs. They probably still are. But I also discovered Jane Fonda has workouts on YouTube. And this was what I was telling my daughter Sophie about. You might know that she really enjoys fitness and health. Because I told Sophie about Jane Fonda, she went to YouTube and started searching for exercise videos. She wasn't particularly interested in Jane Fonda, and I'm not anymore either. But, I mean, there's heaps and heaps of exercise videos. I reckon you could do a different YouTube exercise video every single day for months and months and months and never get bored with exercise. So many wonderful resources. Anyway, Sophie found the Fitness Blender channel. I've mentioned this channel before because Sophie did challenge me to do a Fitness Blender workout program. And yes, I did complete it. So I guess what I was doing was strewing. I was telling Sophie about things that I'd found, things that I was interested in. And she picked up on that. She didn't want to do exactly what I was doing, but it gave her another idea. Strewing can be good. We can put things in an Evernote unplanning strewing notebook. 
I've talked about these recently. Oh, we can physically strew things by putting things we find maybe on a coffee table, somewhere where our kids will find them. We can verbally strew. We can say, hey, I found blah, blah, blah. Would you like to have a look? We can point our kids in the direction of things that we have put in our notebooks. I put some links to history and science videos in the notebooks, Sophie. They're there in case you'd like to have a look. The secret to strewing, I think, is not pushing our kids, letting them know that there's things there if they'd like to take a look, even putting things in without telling them, but not pushing them to use them. Talking about strewing, there was another point that I wanted to talk about in the first blog post story. And towards the end, I said, and maybe I could strew a painting on the wall. I've written a blog post about strewing paintings and also a podcast. I can't remember the number of the episode offhand, but I'll put it in the show notes in case you're interested. But this was an idea that really worked for our family. I printed off some paintings that I thought my kids would enjoy looking at. I framed them and I hung them on the wall where I thought my kids would see them. And I waited to see what would happen. I didn't even point the painting out. It didn't take long for my kids to notice the painting. It didn't take my kids long to start talking about the painting. And we had some wonderful discussions about art. I regularly changed the painting. Every couple of weeks, I went back to my computer and found another painting that I thought my kids would enjoy. I chose a variety of paintings different artists, different time periods, different styles. And each time I put a painting on the wall, it didn't fail to generate a lot of conversation. We learned a lot about art from strewing a painting on the wall. But obviously I hadn't done this for a while at the time of writing this blog post story. And actually I haven't done that for quite some time now. It's an idea that I really enjoyed, and my kids enjoyed, and maybe it's time to actually go and do that again. I don't know about you, but we tend to do things in cycles. We're interested in some things for a while, and then we move on to new things. We have different phases. It would be impossible to learn about everything all the time. At the moment, Gemma Rose and I are in a Shakespeare phase. We're still watching some of the history plays. In particular, we're watching the Hollow Crown series, which we're both enjoying immensely. But I can imagine once we get to the end of the Hollow Crown, we will start to think about other things. And maybe we will leave Shakespeare for a while, but I am certain that further down the track, we will return to Shakespeare. That's the way it always happens. I guess it's a bit like our enthusiasm for learning. We take an interest in one thing, we get really excited about it, then our interest starts to wane and we move on to something else. So I think that's all I wanted to share about what happens when our kids are between interests. I hope, Vanessa, that that answered your question. If anybody does have any questions for me, questions that I might be able to answer, I will give it a go. Just leave me a comment on my blog or hop over to Instagram and leave me a comment there.
So do I have any family news to share with you before I end this episode? Well, Sophie has some very exciting news. She was 14 when I wrote those blog post stories, but now she's 17. And she might know that she has been working for the last couple of years. She's doing things a little differently to her older siblings. At the moment, she doesn't want to go to university. As she said, I'm not really interested in going, Mum. Unless, of course, I really want to study something in particular, if that's the way that I can further one of my interests. But that doesn't mean Sophie doesn't want to study. And she has just enrolled for a course. She's very excited. She's going to be combining study and work. And the course that she has chosen, I'm not going to tell you about that today, because what I want to do is invite Sophie to join me here on my podcast and chat to her about her future plans. She has chosen to do something a little bit unconventional, but I think that by going along the pathway that she has chosen, she will be able to combine all her big passions. Sophie is interested in photography, videography, fitness and health, cooking, writing, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else, but they're the main ones. And she is hoping to be able to do something that combines every single one of those passions. She's not going to have to choose between them. It is Wednesday today and Sophie is at work. The only days she has free are Sundays and Mondays. So I am hoping to catch Sophie on a Monday and sit down with her and have a chat with her about what she's doing at the moment. So I hope that will be of interest to you. So yes, watch out for that episode. So I think I'm coming to the end of this episode now. Episode 141. All I've got left to do is the usual things. I want to invite you to visit my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. As I have already mentioned, I'm on Instagram, Stories of an Unschooling Family. If you are on Instagram as well, I'd love to connect with you there. Again, I will put my account link in the show notes. Oh, I've just remembered one more thing I did this week, and that was to write a new edition of my unschooling newsletter. I wonder, are you subscribed to my newsletter? If not please join us. Yes, join my unschooling newsletter community. I only write a newsletter once every few weeks, so your inbox isn't going to be inundated with lots of mail. Usually I share my latest blog posts and podcasts and videos, an unschooling thought or two, a little bit of news, whatever's going on at the time. After telling you about that, I think this really is the end of this episode. So I would like to wish you a very happy unschooling week. I hope everything is going well for you and that you're enjoying unschooling. I would also like to thank you for listening today. And until next time, don't forget to trust, respect and love unconditionally.